0: Though they are vastly different, friends Jesse and Eric find themselves blending their personalities to escape the virtual world they find themselves in. Welcome to Amongst the Books, a podcast for kids, by kids, and yes, adults too. Trapped in a Video Game is an adventurous and imaginative chapter book series that speaks to video game lovers and maybe those who never picked up a controller tale. Today, we are joined by Dustin Brady, author of the fun-filled series and we learn about how to connect with readers turning off your phone while you're working and ignoring the negative comments so sit back grab your favorite video game and enjoy let me take this moment to say thank you
1: so much for coming to speak with us on our podcast today uh, we're looking forward to this um, had a chance to read your books so they were a lot of fun and action-packed to say the least um and very timely right now i feel uh living in video games and things like that so <laughs> yeah very perfect um so guys take it away who
2: wants to go first you go first okay okay so, uh, so like
1: when you make
3: plots is it easy for you to make some or do, does it take a lot of thinking? Well, you're asking when I'm writing the story, is it hard for me to come up with it? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of work. Um, so what I do when I write a story, usually I don't know the whole story when I start writing. Usually I know um, what the end is probably going to be and then I'll know something that kind of happens, uh, two things that happen in the middle. Um, so one, maybe a third of the way through and the other uh, two thirds of the way through, and I start writing towards those things. Um, and so uh, it, so usually the, they change as I'm writing and come up with a little bit of better ideas. Um, but it is hard. A lot of times I don't I don't want to get up in the morning. Um, I always uh, sit down. And I want to write for two hours a day, um, which gets me to about a thousand words. Um, and then once I get that first draft done, it's a little bit easier for me to sit down and edit, but um, I have to figure out ways to creative ways to make myself um, sit down and work sometimes because I, I want to be lazy and I don't want to work. So um, I have to turn off my internet on my computer a lot of times is what I end up doing. Um, and uh, when I first started, what I would do is I would, I would wouldn't just turn off the internet on my computer. I would, I would go across the room and unplug the internet from the wall. Uh, and then, um, because I would just know how to turn it on my computer. And then I would take my phone and I would throw it across the room. So I wouldn't go on my phone. And only by doing that, I could make myself sit down and concentrate and and work. So some days it's really easy to come up with stuff, but sometimes it's hard. And when it's a a little bit hard, um, sometimes, you know, you got to figure out ways to keep yourself going and not get distracted. Yeah. That's what I do with my homework. Yeah. (laughs) It's throwing your phone across the room yeah it's no fun well that's good i'm glad that you learned how to do that
1: i was gonna say i'm addicted to my phone i can't throw it like i'd be like wait no no i gotta go find it i gotta go get it i gotta go get
3: it <laughs> i know the first I time i started credit. doing it yeah the the first time i started doing it um i my wife uh, i w- i would write in the morning and uh my wife um one morning she yelled down at me she's like hey our internet's not working again. And why aren't you answering your texts? Because she always texts me and talks to me, even though we live in the same house. Um, <laughs> but we worked it out. We figured it out. I have a program on my computer now that, that shuts it off on my computer and my phone. So I don't have to throw my phone anymore, which is nice. All right, that's good then at least. All right, we
1: don't want you just, we don't want you having to like go through too many like iPhones or Androids or anything. No, like that, yeah, exactly. across the room.
3: No, those are expensive.
2: Yes. So, All right. wh- what would you say is like your process of naming your characters?
3: Oh, man. Okay. So, um, well, uh, the two main characters entrapped in, in a video game are Jesse and Eric. So, my brother's name is Jesse, and my friend across the street is Eric. Um, so, in the book, uh, Jesse lives across the street from Eric. We lived across the street from Eric. Um, So I just took their names from that Um, and they're not, they're not exactly like uh, the real life Jesse and Eric, but um, the real life uh, Jesse loves video games, for example. Um, So in the book, the real life Jesse is more in the book. The Jesse character is more like the real life, Eric, Um, the real life, Eric in the book. uh, I'm getting myself confused, but Eric in the book is more like the real life. Jesse, Jesse in the book is more like the real life, Eric um eric's a, a little bit quieter. jesse is just like Wah! and he loves video games um and my brother jesse actually does the illustrations for the books and the covers and stuff too which has been cool
1: i love that it's a, like it's brothers collaborating in that I yeah for sure I yeah
3: it, there's some uh, there's some uh, a rough start at the beginning a little bit you know sometimes it's hard to um figure out how, how we can talk to each other and, and be nice and collaborate as brothers um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's been really fun and we've been it's, we've been working together for about four years now and we have uh, a good process down and, and we both really enjoy it
1: did you guys always kind of do things like that like when you were growing up did you always like write stories or write like draw like pictures and stuff and like Kind of um yeah we would do things. stuff
3: together. Yeah, we we're we're pretty close and so um we would uh not not as much drawing and and uh writing as much as we would do um Legos and and Connects together. Connects um is kind of like Legos with it's like sticks and connectors and so uh every year we had an annual robot that we would build out of K'nex that was as tall as us. So that was our collaboration, but we did a lot of stuff together. We played um our big thing uh, was we would always play football on the street uh, against uh, it was me and Jesse against the real life, Eric and um, our other neighbor, Ryan, and um, me and Jesse, our record, we're not the most athletic. And so our record uh, was, we lost probably if we played, we probably played a hundred games and we lost 99 of them and we won one oh. single game. I think it was the last game we played. And then we just walked off as, as champions. <laughs>
1: That's it. You drop the mic. You're done. You're like, we did yeah. this. Yeah,
3: absolutely. No, we have a winning streak now. We have a winning exactly. streak.
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right, gang, go for it.
2: All right. So do you find writing um, energizing or do you find it more of dreaming?
3: Um, so yes, yeah, so that goes back to what we were talking about before a little bit. Um, so sometimes it depends on where we're in the process. Um, sometimes it's very draining It's very hard to, to go and it's just like, oh, I don't know what happens next. And, and usually that's when um, either I'm feeling lazy or uh, the, pro- the story has some sort of problem that I don't know how to fix. Um, but I feel most energized about a story, like before I start writing it, like, oh, boy, I'm so excited because it just seems like this wide open thing where anything is possible and it feels great. Um, and usually by the time I start writing in the first draft, at the end of the first draft is usually when I feel worst because it seems like it's the worst book that I've ever written. Um, and then I, I do like editing. So by the time I get into editing it and, and, and cleaning it up, I, I, I feel energized again. So a little bit of both, um, it depends on where I'm at in the process. Okay. Dana? Do
1: stressed
3: or anything? Do you- like to do art? Does it like help you with your feelings? Um. Yeah. Good question. So, um, I am not an artist. Um, but I do like to to doodle. So, um, you guys are in school now. May I don't know how many notes you take. Um, but my notes were always filled with like doodles. Um, I remember I had uh, this one teacher, uh, named Mr. Frost. And um, he was he was uh, bald and, and he was just had this he had this face that was very uh, stretchable. And so um, I would always in his classes, I had I dressed him up as a different cartoon character um, every day. Uh, so he would be, you know, he'd be a, a, an Eskimo one day or he'd be a, a Tarzan the next day or something like that. And it was very silly and it brought me great joy. Um, I hope he never listens to this because he I don't think he knows that. Um, but so, so yeah, I do like to doodle sometimes, but I'm not a great artist.
1: Oh, see, now I'm going to send this to him. I'm going to send this recording to him.
3: <laughs> You're going to find knows. Mr. Frost. Yeah.
2: I will find him. <laughs> um, have you ever found that um, other authors' works influence your work sometimes?
3: yeah absolutely um when i was uh and for me i always kind of i always think back about the the books that i really liked as a kid um and uh that kind of influences the types of books that i like to write um so i liked uh, like for instance charlie and the chocolate one of my favorite books um and i you know you pick things out that, of, of different things that you liked um i like these two books uh, two series that you guys have probably never heard of but one um, was like this adventure series. It was a ripoff of Indiana Jones. And um, the, it was these two kids who'd go on adventures and, and it was archeology span and there'd be some crazy things that they'd, they'd find and, and happen. And I, I really liked that series. And so that's kind of where, you know, I, I remember um, that series had like, you know, at the end of each chapter, there's a cliffhanger and stuff like that. And I just love that. Um, and, and so I try, always tried to bring that into my work. And then there was this other series um, called Wally McDougal, where it was this kid, who is uh, just a big klutz, and I thought it was hilarious. And I recently read one, and it does not hold up. It's not that funny, um, but but uh, I thought it was I thought it was amazing, and and I just remember like how fun it was to read a funny book like that. So so that kind of stuff, um, you know, just the memory of how I felt. I try to do that in my books, um, and uh, you know, and and then yeah, it you you always keep reading as an author, and, and you find little things that, that rub off on you on th- things that you like. But those are two, uh, those are a couple of influences um, from when I was a kid.
1: I gotta say that I, when I was reading your books, I was, I found myself giggling. So you you that like, you know, you found like, la- like, you were able to laugh at some of the books that you read growing up. I found myself laughing at yours, but just because the humor that you write is so sly and so witty that it's like, it's, it's almost kind of like a hit like hidden in there some of the humor and like some of the references yeah. you make too. Like, like there's some, like there's some 80s references. I'm like, yes, I love that. Like, thank you. <laughs> so that I, was, I kept relating to that and it reminded me of like Ready Player One, that book. Yeah. Because of all like the little references and you know, like, I, I, like little rabbit holes that you can go down in a sense. So that's yeah. what it about reading your stuff. So.
3: That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, I, I always try to, you know, I know it's um, for for kids, and a lot of the references might, um, you know, go over some younger readers' heads, but I always try to put stuff in there that I like, and I know the parents are probably my age, and the parents will like too. So, um, you know, if, if everybody doesn't get every reference, that's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. They'll learn. That's why.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, gang. Yeah. So.
3: Did you, when as like as a kid when you would read did you like science fiction and adventure stories? Uh yeah I did actually and I know um you know a lot of kids don't um but when I was a kid I I always I did really like reading um I I told you a couple of the story a couple of series that I liked, um but I just we were, I was at the library every week um getting books and again a lot of adventure books um mystery books and then tried to find funny books too so um you know and again when I was a kid like that's that's what I wanted to write um I, I've heard somebody say before that like you'll never like a love a, a book more than the books that you loved when you were 10 years old and um that's how I felt uh at that age and I, I always kind of when I was at age I always wanted to write something like that um so so uh yeah I did write in that and I, again when I was at age I also wanted to be a spy and a baseball player too Um, So not everything worked out. But uh, it was cool that I got to do this uh, particular thing. And and one of the things I found that um, a lot of kids that don't like to read uh, have have found my books and and have kind of discovered that reading can be okay um, through those books, through my books, because they're just, you know, they're fun adventures. Um, And uh, it can show them that, you know, if you find the right book, reading might be something that you enjoy doing.
2: Um, so after you, um, published your books, have you ever read them all the way through? And if so, how many times?
3: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I, uh, uh, with my books, um, I actually self-published, uh, I, I started by self-publishing them. Um, so I, I wrote them myself and I, and I called my brother, Jesse, I'm like, Hey, can you make a cover for these books? And he's like, well, um, can you pay me? I was like, well, not much. He's like, okay, fine. Um, and so, so I published them. I self-published them. And then um, they started doing really well on Amazon. Um, and, and more and more people started buying them and telling other people about them. Um, so about a year later, they got republished uh, by Andrews McNeil publishing. Um, and they've been great. They, they picked them up and, and they've been able to um, give them a much bigger audience, which has been really fun. Um, but when they got republished, uh, you know, they, they go through editing again, and so I had to go back and read them again after about two years. I was like, whoa! And uh, and then they did an audio book, and so I had to listen to them again after like another year. And um, it's just funny uh, that like the the first book, especially the first book or two, um, it was it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, I, I think a lot of people like them, but as you as a writer listen back to it, you're like, oh man, I would have done so many things differently um, you know, and you just learn. So yeah, probably those were the two times when I've gone through and, and read them, um, again. And, uh, I, I don't like doing that because you find things that, um, you'd do differently for sure.
1: Would you want to see these made into a video game? I mean, apps, 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 as after all, they are video game based. Could you see that happening, I think?
3: Oh, of course. Yeah, that'd be really fun. If anybody wants to make them that's listening to this podcast, uh, by all means. Um, some kids, uh, there's a thing called Bloxels, I think it's called, where you can um, kind of make your own video game. And a couple of kids have um, made Trapped in a Video Game out of that and sent me their versions of Trapped in a Video Game, which is super cool. Um, so oh, that's, that's so really cool. fun to see. Yeah, yeah, it's been really neat. All right, guys. Let me go.
2: And so, this is probably going to be a really obvious question, but I don't know how it's going to end, like, when you were in school, what was your favorite subject?
3: Okay, when I was in school, it was my favorite subject. Well, let's see, I liked, um, so I liked uh, the, the reading and writing classes, obviously, because I'm a reader and writer, so that was so I, I liked those two questions. Uh, those two classes, um, I liked science, I did not like math, uh, and I liked history um so history is a lot of stories so that makes sense um and uh you know science is just a lot of cool fun things that you learn all the time and and so i like those two things and and doing experiments and stuff like that um so those are probably my top three classes um uh, in school so
2: i was wondering have you ever read any of your book reviews
3: <laughs> yeah, I have. Are you gonna pull up some of my worst reviews and read into to me, <laughs> Sophia?
2: No. Uh, <laughs> like, if you ever find a bad one, like how do you maybe deal with it or
3: Yeah, okay. Now? No, that's a great question. Um okay, so so yeah, so I do remember, and and thankfully uh most of them are good. Um and uh most of them, especially on Amazon. So on Amazon a lot of um uh, parents will find it and, and give it to a, a reluctant reader. Uh, a lot of times they're boys who don't like to read as much um, and they give them to them and, and then they find that the boys um, like it and, and they write a good review about it. Um, so that makes me feel really good when somebody writes a good review. Um, and, and, uh, and on the other side, when somebody writes a bad review, it makes you feel horrible. Um, and so uh, you know, I, you try, to, you try to take it in stride and, and understand that like not every book is written for everybody Um, and so there's uh, you know and and so I know like my book I wrote it when I wrote the book I wrote it to be my favorite book when I was 10 years old so like uh, if there's a 10 year old boy out there like they're probably gonna like my book or you know kids that like that kind of stuff but um, sometimes there's there's other types of people who might pick up my book for other types of reasons and and a lot of times I won't I won't give any specific examples but um, there are old librarians who have read my book who have not cared for my book uh, because they do not like video games and I don't think they like fun. And so um, (laughs) probably those are my worst reviews that come from those people. And it feels bad because they're librarians and I love librarians. I love libraries. Um, And and there haven't been many, but a couple. Um, And, you know, I just, you just try to remind yourself, you know, sometimes I'll look at a book um, that's like the best book ever written or a book that have won a million awards. And you look through the reviews and there's like terrible, mean, nasty reviews on those books. And you just have to remember that not every book is written for everybody. Um, and, and sometimes the wrong people pick up your book and it's when they pick it up, they do not like it. And then they let people know. Um, and so you, you just try to remember that. Um, and it's OK. Uh, you know, the, the worst reviews are the ones that might not be um, that, that, you know, they're not like terribly mean, but they might be like, uh, somebody who, who is uh, a a kid that I would think that would like it. And they're like, oh, my kid just didn't like it. And I just feel bummed out about that sometimes. But, um, you know, you try to also remind yourself of all the, the good ones. Um, but if you have any Sophia that you want to read off for everybody, that will be fine too. That's a really good question. I've never been asked that before.
1: I am going to speak out to all those librarians that have said negative things about this book and this series, <laughs> that they need to go back and reread it and maybe play some video games to understand this. Like, this is a fun series. So, <laughs> <librarians>. <laughs>
3: so That's very I'm nice, defa- thank I'm you very much. I'm just thanking
1: the librarians that appreciate it.
3: <laughs> yeah, Oh, very good, thank you. And to be fair, there are, there are a lot that, that do, and it's been really nice when, is, when you hear from librarians, but, but there are some. And uh, they're generally uh, not uh, happy about um, life in general, but it's, it's okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Zanab, go.
3: Like, these mean comments, do you, like, ever specifically, like, look for them? Like, trying to, like,
2: search out the bad comments so you can, like, figure out what people like or not?
3: Okay. So, oh, is another bad review question. Um, you said bad comments. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, that's that's really good. So I do, um, I do actually do that. So one of the things I do, because I do think, you know, so some authors are like, I never read reviews. So what I do is I look at comments and I look at reviews and, and specifically the ones that like it and the ones that like it, um, usually you want to see if there's a pattern, like, uh, things that people like. Because I know that what I can do, and if I, if I did something that people liked, then I know I can focus on that and do more of it. Or I can talk about the book in a certain way um, that, that gets those type of people. So, um, for instance, I wrote the book, and I didn't even think like, I didn't even think that there were kids that didn't like reading. I mean, I knew there were kids that didn't like reading, but I didn't write the book specifically for kids who don't like reading. Um, but when I started reading the reviews, I saw that there were a lot of kids who don't like reading who liked the book. So that helped me talk about it, the book in a certain way um, that would tell people, hey, this is a good book for kids who don't like reading, you know. Um, So that's a helpful thing. And and I found a a bunch of helpful things in reviews where it's like these are the types of things that people like. And the bad reviews, the the negative comments um, when they come, that's helpful, too, because it, it shows me. You know, it, it might. A lot of times, it's somebody. It's something that the the book is just not for them. Um, but sometimes they do have helpful things in there where I can I can tweak it a little bit and fix. But but mostly it is looking at the positive ones and seeing what pe what really connects with people because um, that can help me going forward because I want to write books that connect with people. I'm not writing just for myself. I'm writing for an audience, so I want to make sure they're really connecting with kids.
1: So. Let me ask you, though, why the video game side of it all? Like, why have that be the adventure part of it? I mean, I I love video games. I know other people like video games, but I'm just wondering, like, I'm curious, like, why did you choose that avenue to to tell this story with?
3: Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And so so when I sat down to write this, I, I told you before that I wanted to write my favorite book from when I was 10 years old. Um, So I I literally sat down and made a list of all the things that I was into when I was 10 years old that I thought was like, that I remember thinking about all the time. Um, And and one of the things at the top of that list was this game show uh, called Nickelodeon Arcade. Um, And and I don't know if you remember that game show, uh, but it was, you know, Nickelodeon had a bunch of game shows on and I only saw it once uh, because we didn't have cable, but my friend down the street, Anthony Laporta had cable. So Anthony Laporta was cool. I went to Anthony's house and we watched uh, this game show called Nickelodeon Arcade, where it's just a normal game. show. they ask the kids questions about video games. Um, And at the end of the show, uh, the team that won go to commercial break, come back from commercial break. And these kids now have uh, helmets on and elbow pads and knee pads. And and like, like something big is going down and these big doors open up and smoke pours out and they go through and the doors close and then the screen turns on and those kids, those real kids are inside of a real video game. And, and I just remember thinking how cool that would be uh, to be inside of a video game, to be on that show specifically. And I remember thinking about that all the time. Like I only saw the show one time, but I remember it was something I thought about it all the time. So like video game, you know, going inside a video game is not a new concept. It's not like something that is, was original with me uh, by any means. But I remember it was something that I thought was really cool um, when I was a kid and, and how that connected with me. So that was on a list of probably 15 things. Um, And that's just the first one I picked. Uh, And so um, I do like video games, but I don't I'm not like a a crazy video game person, like I don't want to write every book for the rest of my life about video games. Um, But this is one where, um, you know, specifically, I remember thinking about just that that feeling I had when I was a kid and, and thinking about that all the time. Um, So that's why I chose this one specifically. Um, One other benefit of writing a video game book for kids is um, an adventure book. So if if you're writing an adventure book for kids um, and then the kids are the hero of the story, one thing you have to always think about is like what to do with the parents. Because most of the time, like when I have a problem, even today, if somebody comes and 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 tells me uh, that there's uh, an issue with my car, like I'm calling my dad because I don't know what to do with my car. And, and if you're a kid, if something bad happens to you, usually you're going to your parents or an adult or something like that. So if you're inside of a video game, it gets rid of the parents and, it, and then you can do anything in that video game and, and it's a little bit easier to work with. So in that sense, it's a little bit easier. Um, but that wasn't exactly the main reason why I wrote it. It was just the benefit of, of working there.
1: But it's good though, because you're showing that, you know, that these kids can tackle a problem, that they can handle a problem they, they they can do it themselves that they don't need to always rely on that person to help them out now granted i look i'm in my 40s i still call my dad like hey dad i got a problem with my car what do I do?
3: <laughs> so i'm yeah. on
1: board with that but you know i i think it's great that you're putting it in a way that these kids can see that not only themselves in this story but also see that like hey i have the ability to solve some of these problems
3: so. Yeah, absolutely. And it was important for me when I did this um, series uh, to to not give the kids like special abilities, you know, a lot of times in, in books and kids books, and there's nothing wrong with it. But a lot of times, like the hero is, is somehow special, you know, maybe they, they're, they're smarter than everybody, or they they have like a literal superpower. Um, and, and I wanted to as much as possible make the kids, uh, you know, and a lot of times, like they're, they're really witty and they, they think of they think of like these one-liners that it would take me a whole day to think of you know and I wanted to try to make the heroes of this series like as much as real kids as possible um so you you know you can imagine yourself in that scenario and, and what I would I do and, and have them act that way um and again to, to kind of teach that and, and um to, to help the kids feel like they're actually in the story and in the book
1: I love that. Um, Okay, so we're going to do maybe like one more question for each because I know these guys have other events they need to get to. I don't want to take up a lot more of your time because I know you are a busy man
2: too. So um, ladies, who wants to go first? I'll go. So we can't go one podcast without asking this question. Um, What zodiac sign are you?
3: Oh, great. So your teacher told me you're going to ask me this, and uh, that's a good thing she told me because I had to look it up because uh, I had no idea. Um, Capricorn, I guess, which is January. I don't know if that's a good one or a bad one or what that even means, but uh, it is it is the one that I am. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: I, I told you it's the question that I I still don't understand why we ask but it's, it's become <laughs> our little thing now well,
3: it's a tradition it, yeah
1: it is it's become our thing so we try to keep it going yeah
3: well very All good
1: right. yeah well you got Sophia I know you got another one in there do you
2: uh I guess so like okay this is something I don't I don't know so like since you lock yourself in your room basically with, like, nothing but your computer. Do you believe in, like, writer's block, or do you ever get it?
3: In writer's block, you said? Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'll tell you a story. So the last book I wrote, um, it's coming out uh, next spring, and it was the hardest book I've ever had to write, and it took me way longer than it should have, and uh, I, I was frustrated with it, my wife was frustrated with me because I was locked in my room for longer. And um, so, yeah, so it does happen and it happens for a couple different reasons. Um, the one is that I found with me is like, it's just procrastination. Um, you know, you guys probably dealt with this where it's like, if it seems like this hard thing to do, you don't want to do it. Um, but one of the other reasons for writer's block that I found was that um, you know, I kind of learned through this last book that I was trying to write is that sometimes it happens uh, when the the story isn't working and like you know the story's not working but you don't really know why and you don't want to admit it because you don't want to have to like rewrite the whole thing again um, and so that really happened to me this time where it was like I, I kept sitting down to write and I kept being like woof, and I just would not get that much written which is fine like a couple of days but it was happening a lot um, and so one day I really went through and looked at the story and and to see what was was really the problem here. Um, And the problem with this story, and I won't tell you everything about this story because it's a lot, but um, it's like a murder mystery where you're trying to figure out who the murder is. Um, It's a choose your own adventure book where you're the hero of the story. It's also a video game um, and uh, it's a space adventure. So it's like four different things and it was really hard to try to do all those things at once. Um, And so I I had like, you know, some parts of it that were like very, you know, space adventure part, um, but there was no mystery and then some parts that was like a, a, you know, very video gamey, but none of the other things. And so I had to try to figure out like how to make this whole thing work. Um, And so the thing I figured out finally was that I just had to make the whole but like every part of the book, every choice had to be some sort of mystery, you know, where you could figure it out yourself on the page, and then figure out what the next um, step would be. Uh, and so when I finally figured out that the whole thing should be a mystery, then it was a lot easier to do, and I could get past that block, and it was a lot easier to write the book um, then. And so that's kind of something that I figured out. And, and looking back at my previous books, I can kind of find that, you know, those parts that I felt really stuck a lot of times it was because there was a big, big problem with the book and I needed to figure out you know, how to rewrite it or how to get past it um, in order to keep moving. So that is a terrific question.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's a great way to, to conquer writer's block in a sense. Cause I think, we, I think in some way, shape or form, all of us have had it, whether it's writing like a story for yourself, for school or anything like you do face it. And it's like, how do I get over this hurdle? Like, what do I do?
3: So. yeah for sure and and again to be clear for me a lot of times it's just laziness like i just feel real lazy um and that's fine and you got to figure out a way around it and again that's throwing the, the phone across the room um but but occasionally it's because the story stinks and you got to figure out how to fix it
1: and fix it you did so that's a good thing we like that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but okay but Dustin, yeah i i can't keep these these lovely children anymore. They have other things they need to do. And I don't want to take up any more of your time because thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, this was a lot of fun. I loved your series. I tore through them. It was great. Um, and I'm excited to read what else you have coming our way. So especially a choose your own oh, adventure for sure. type.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. And, and Sophia and Zand, you guys had awesome questions. And so, um, and, and again, some, a lot of times you do this stuff and you hear the same questions over and over, you guys had some different ones that I haven't heard before, um, which was really neat. So thank you guys for doing that. That was uh, really cool for having me on.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. And we hope thank that you, you are staying safe and having fun and, you know, just enjoying life right now. So
3: yeah you guys too for sure all right
1: right. thank you so much and we'll be reading you soon reading some of your stuff soon
3: (laughs) thank you very much
0: all right all right bye everybody all
3: right Bye.
0: bye thank you to dustin brady for joining us and taking the time to speak with us about your craft and your writing style this unique series speaks to readers of all ages gamers and non-gamers alike. To learn more about Dustin and his work, check out DustinBradyBooks.com or you can follow him on Twitter at DustinBrady. You can find Amongst the Books wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to rate and review us. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to share with all of your friends. Follow Amongst the Books on Twitter at AmongsttheBooks underscore podcast and on Instagram at AmongsttheBooksPodcast. Our theme music is written, produced, and recorded by Jake Thistle. Thank you for joining us today. You'll be hearing from us soon. For now, stay happy, stay healthy, and keep reading.